With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, Rory McIlroy is back in the headlines for being exceptional on the golf course yet again, putting all the noise behind him and uh, that his rival Patrick Reed created with a T-toss. The Irishman sunk a mid-range putt for birdie to defeat Reed by one shot and avoid a playoff at the Dubai Desert Classic. It's just the kind of thrilling excitement golf needs right now as we enter into a new calendar year and it's uh, my pleasure to welcome uh, back to our show former Australian PGA pro Nick O'Hearn, of course vastly experienced uh, all around the world. Uh, Nick, it's always a pleasure to have you on uh, this early in the year. Thank you for joining us. Uh, no problem, Smithy. It's great to uh, chat again. Well, it's been an interesting uh, start to the year in terms of uh, the Dubai Desert Classic. We had uh, a little bit of feudal stuff, um, which was obviously going to be well and truly encapsulated by the media. But at the end of the day, uh, those two uh, combatants ended up being combatants with club in hand, and it was pretty special. <laughs> it certainly was. Yeah, it wasn't tees in hand. It would have been interesting, um, you know, with what happened earlier in the week with the whole tee thing on the range and Rory not, uh, you know, not really knowing, I guess, Patrick was there. But uh, if they'd have gone to a playoff, instead of tossing a coin, I think they should have tossed a tee. That would have been fun to watch. Um, but, <laughs> what a, yeah. But but the finish was just incredible. I mean, um, you know, Patrick Reed. it's funny, he, he seems to thrive when people are against him the most. And, and you could sort of tell, obviously, you know, Rory is the man. He's the alpha dog over there on the European tour. And, and, um, and yeah, everyone wanted him to win. But Reed just kept coming at him and, and, and took the lead briefly for a bit. And then the finish was just incredible. Um, you know, I, I, I did watch the last few holes, you know, on that 17th, which earlier, well, the previous day with Reed uh, hitting the ball up the tree, that's, that's a whole other story, you know, in, in its own. But uh, the way Rory finished the event, of holding that putt on the last, getting up and down with wedge, and I was thankful he didn't go for the green in two because that, that lie he had in the rough had water written all over it and he would have basically just handed the tournament to Reed. So it was, uh, it was a gutsy decision, and for him to get up and down and, and hold that putt when it mattered the most, I think he's going to carry that forward and it's going to be a massive year for him. Which uh, tends to suggest that, you know, even with the distraction of what's going on off the field, off the, off the, off the practice range, off, off the actual course itself, um, it, it tends to suggest he's still got his ducks in a row mentally when it comes to the crunch, which is a great sign. Yeah, exactly. He, you know, it, it's one of those scenarios where he, he has some history with Reed. You know, in the Ryder Cup, they had a, an epic match uh, a few years back where Reed got the better of him. Um, and in those situations, I think because it is live golf, you know, he's, he's that representative for them. And you see there was a few players up there. I think Poulter was up there, Richard Bland as well. So they, you know, if, if, if a live player won that golf tournament, they all would have been, you know, just uh, shouting from the rooftops, obviously. So it almost felt for Rory as though he was, he had to carry the mantle of the PGA Tour, the European Tour and all the other tours that are trying to, fend live golf off i guess you could say and and for him to come through in the clutch like that just just showed his metal and his steel and um i'm hoping he can carry it through to the majors because it would be fun to watch him win another major or two 
Oh, look, he, he's got to be, um, he'll be the bookies' favourites, you know that, going into the first of them, uh, without any doubt at all. Hey, Nick, uh, also a great start to the year on the traditional tour for uh, for John Rahm. Brilliant start. Yeah, he, he's been incredible. He won, uh, he had one stage, well, up until um, last week at Torrey Pines, uh, you know, he was coming second going into the final round. He'd won four of the previous six events he played, and it was almost a case of, well, I guess he's going to win another one. And when he didn't, he kind of fell away. You thought, wow, that was a bit of a surprise. But it just goes to show how hard it is to maintain, you know, that sort of level and that sort of form uh, for a long period of time. But he obviously has over the last uh, several events. But um, he's uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. He, he wants that number one ranking. He sort of spoke about, you know, what, what, what does he have to do to get that ranking? He's won four of the last six and he's still not up there. Obviously, uh, Rory's got that that title at the moment, but it was it was a great event at Torrey. Max Homer played some incredible golf, and and there was drama all over the shop with you know the the, the leader Sam Ryder wearing I guess what you could best describe as tracksuit pants or something like that with joggers. <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot of stories going on in golf at the moment. It's fascinating. Well, Max Homer's one of them, and of course, when you have defections, a way to live golf, and we're talking some very very high profile players, you need the next um, level to come through. Uh, Max Homer is, uh, I, I think, is probably even uh, better than that. I mean, his record, too, is, is starting to be fashioned in a really classy way. Oh, it is, yeah. That's his uh, sixth PGA Tour win and, I think, the fourth in California. So I, I heard them call him the King of Cali. So, and, and he's a great personality off the course. If you get the chance, follow him on Twitter because some of the comments and a lot of the, the things he posts are, are very funny and, and quite, uh, you know, sarcastic, which is sometimes a little unusual for Americans, but he's one of those mm. uh, persons that has that gene. And um, his golf swing is just absolutely pure, and, and it's kind of one of those one of those uh, swings where you go, well, how does this guy ever play bad? So, um, you know, very quiet, goes about his business on the golf course, but the, the proof is in the pudding, and his, his next step is really to, uh, is to contend and, and probably win a major. Oh, one of the good things from uh, Patrick Reed's point of view has been one of the uh, talking points and the stumbling blocks for live golfers is the accumulation of ranking points. Uh, of course, Rory picking up the bulk of them uh, in Dubai, but for Patrick Reed and for live golf, that has been one of the issues. It certainly has. Yeah, they they obviously haven't been awarded ranking points in their tournaments. The reason they are playing there on the European tour is they had that, um, you know, stay, I guess it was called, where they were allowed to continue playing European events. Now, that court case is coming up very shortly, I believe, and, and that will that will determine what a lot of the live players are going to do because I saw their schedule that uh, Greg Norman put out. I think there's 14 events. It is spread out right across the year, and there is quite a bit of, break between some of the events you know there's a month off on in some cases so they'll be looking for places to play even though they said they actually want to play less but you know they, they're still looking for places to play because they need those world ranking points and and if uh, europe can offer that for them well that would be a huge coup for the for live golf so that that course case is fairly important the interesting part about that is i think um you know for the european tour or dp world tour as it's called now if they they almost they almost want to lose the court case in a way because then they're going to be getting all these other star players coming to play their tour. You know, the purses will be will be pumped up, I'm sure, from some uh, from some uh, outside backing, and uh, and it will really help promote their tour. But 
it's uh it's a fascinating thing right now and and if if they don't get the world ranking points then you'll see a lot of those players playing live that they won't be playing majors anymore and i mean um it's just one of those things that they knew going in and they've been well compensated for it obviously they have been they made the decision they know that um I was just thinking to myself, uh, Patrick Reed, I think, uh, made around about $990,000 for his second place in Dubai, but it's almost like change pocket stuff for him these days. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I can only imagine you know, what he signed for. It would have been, um, well, I, I could, I'd hate to think maybe 50 or $60 million, something like that, maybe more, maybe less. So when they win a million dollars in these sort of events, it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, but obviously he doesn't play for the money anymore. He's, he's playing for the world ranking points there and then to keep his ranking high enough so he can continue to play majors. Obviously, as a past Masters champion, he will be playing that one uh, coming up shortly. And um, the others, he's still in the top 50, I believe. I'm not quite sure. I'd have to have a look at that. Actually, he might not be. So um, whether he gets to play any of the other majors, uh, we'll, we'll see. Of course, uh, you know, the, the original... Uh, flagship, I guess, in terms of players full of golf was Phil Mickelson. Uh, had a press conference uh, over the weekend, come out saying he's fine with never playing for the Ryder Cup or being on the PGA Tour again, but he believes um, he can still win majors. Uh, you know, we, we laughed at him two or three years ago and he turned around and won one, but I'm not sure now. No, I think uh, I think that side of his career is probably over unless, you know, he, he he's obviously working as hard as he possibly can, maybe that, that we don't see, but... Uh, He's, in a way, you know, whenever I watch him in an interview now, he's become a bit of a shell of his former self. I mean, there's been a lot of, obviously, um, you know, talk in the press about what he's done and, and, and everything there and, and the controversy he's he's caused. And, you know, maybe he regrets his decision of what has happened. He's, his legacy is, is certainly tarnished uh, through all this. But, um, you know, he'll, he'll continue to be Phil and, and say some things that people won't agree with. And uh, he, he did look pretty gaunt the other day when I saw him. So maybe the maybe the stress has taken its toll. Uh, Nick, uh, you mentioned uh, the tournaments uh, worldwide on uh, Greg Norman's new schedule, uh, one of which um, uh, you guys host in Adelaide um, on the 21st to the 23rd of April, which is not that far away, to be perfectly fair. Have you engendered uh, or heard of any interest uh, around the, the, the joint for this? Uh, to be honest, I haven't. No, uh, you know, we all know it's coming. Um, as far as we, you know, Camp Smith spoke about it. Uh, I guess at, in the last year, saying you know there was going to be an event, and and obviously uh, they're in Adelaide. Wade Ormsby is an Adelaide boy, so he'll be looking forward to, uh, to coming back and playing there in front of his home crowd. We've been told all the tickets have sold out, so there obviously is some interest. But uh, I've never kind of believed what what live golf has said at certain points, obviously. So um, I, I think for Australian fans, it'll be great because, you know, you're going to get to see uh, some of the best players in the world for well, formerly best players in the world, whether they are now is, is another question, but we're still going to have Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, uh, Wade, obviously Matt Jones in, in the Aussie contingent. Um, I assume Jed Morgan's going to be playing as well. Um, and then when you have the likes of, you know, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, et cetera, et cetera, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, it's uh it's just it's going to be fun to, for for the golfers there for the crowds there to you know watch those players again in in full flight because um, uh, it's probably the only opportunity every year that they will will get that so in that sense it, it's a great thing for for golf here to, to really get the buzz going for the youngsters. You, you when you name names like that too, Nick, uh, you, you can understand why it would possibly be a sellout because uh, that mm. kind of field, even with all the golfers over the years that uh, Australian tournaments have been able to attract. 
Um, that uh, would be the most high-quality field of golfers I would imagine ever seen on Australian soil, regardless of the way you feel about the competitions. Yeah, true. Well, it, it'd be close to, it'd be up there. I mean, in the halcyon days of, you know, when Greg was playing here in the 80s and 90s and we used to have Faldo and Monty and, and, and Langer and those players come down to play, uh, obviously that was some incredible um, incredible fields as well. You know, with the President's Cups we've had with Tiger coming down, that 98 one, and mm. then also, you know, the recent one we had as well. They're, they're probably the best fields we've ever had down here. This will be... Uh, a bit of a mix of that, I guess you could say, but with obviously a lot of the, the homegrown talent thrown in. And, and funnily enough, there'll be quite a number of names that people will have never heard of and, and maybe they'll start following them in their career. There's probably 10 or 12 players on that live roster that I actually don't know myself and I follow golf pretty closely. So it's, yeah. uh, it's certainly a mixed bag and, you, and you're going to have that you know, that top 12 to 15 players that everyone does know and, uh, and they'll be fascinated to see what their game's like and how they're still playing, which is great. Will you be uh, showing any interest in the Netflix series Full Swing? Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Actually, it'll be, uh, be, be it'll be fascinating. I mean, it's not done by the PGA Tour, so it's going to be that um, you know that non-biased view, I, I guess you could say in some cases. And obviously, the live players is not done by them, so it's it's an outside source that filmed everything. And and what I've heard, it was. It started before Live Golf, and it sort of shows everything going through as as to the the beginnings of that. I have a feeling it may not paint them in the best light for for what happened in certain instances, but um, yeah, it'll be great viewing. and And I've started watching the tennis one, which has been um, you know quite interesting as well. Uh, obviously, you know the drive to survive the Formula One one was great. Netflix seemed to do it really well, so uh, hopefully this golf one uh, lives up to all the expectations. Well, speaking of stars, of course, um, that uh, brings to mind the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week. Um, it's an interesting one where uh, the pros uh, share the limelight with a number of uh, celebrities uh, getting into the business end of the tournament anyway. And Nick, um, over the years, you would have played in, in many of these type tournaments. Um, well, mm. Can you tell us about it, any of the celebrities that you played alongside? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I used to play the, the European version, you know, the Dunhill Lynx uh, over there on the European tour, which was a lot of fun. Probably play with more celebrities there. The, the players I played with at Pebble were more business people, things like that. But it was always fun to go to the parties and, you know, meet people like uh, Kelly Slater and Clint Eastwood and chat with those guys. Um, there was there was an interesting story one year at Pebble Beach where I played a practice round with a fella um, who looked and swung it like he was on tour. I mean, he had that Ricky Fowler type outfit and he swung it. It had a great golf swing on him and we played a practice round and I walked down the first hole with him. I said, oh, uh, you know, uh, how long have you been playing on tour? He says, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm a musician. And I said, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. Um, uh, you know, would I know of any of your songs? And he said, oh, well, I've got the number one song in the country at the moment. <laughs> I didn't actually know who he was. He was a country singer by the name of... Um, uh, what was his name again? See, I can't even remember it now. It's like Josh Allen or someone like that. But it was quite comical <laughs> at the time. But uh, I said, I'm so sorry. I'm not a country guy. But anyway, um, that, that was a lot of fun. And I ended up playing with one of the characters from uh, you know, Seinfeld many years ago, Mr. Peterman, uh, John O'Hurley. He was quite a he was quite a laugh. And uh, yeah, I played with uh, some cricketers over my time as well. Steve War at the Dunhill Links and things like that, Ian Botham. So uh, it was a lot of fun, those prime events. I really enjoyed them. The only issue I found with them, especially the Pebble Beach one, is they took so long. They're about six-hour rounds because uh, yeah, a lot of people wanted autographs, so the, the amateurs mm. would always be off signing and you, you wanted to move on. <laughs> 
Yeah, I suppose at times it would be frustrating, but uh, that's uh, part and parcel of the trade and, of course, sponsorship. Uh, and those events is, is crucial to um, the, those tournaments. Uh, you mentioned the Dunhill there, which reminded me, of course, that our very own Ryan Fox won it uh, towards the end of last year. We're hoping for big things from Ryan Fox. He uh, mm. played with a bit of a stomach virus at the weekend in the final round, which wouldn't have helped. But um, he's got his entry to uh, the Masters. He received that. So um, uh, he, he's uh, looking for a big year. And we're kind of hoping for big things too. Yeah, no, his his uh, year last year was was incredible and was was rewarded. I think he received that uh, the the Seve Ballesteros Award as well just recently. I saw, which was fantastic for him. I mean, Seve's obviously an icon of the game, but Ryan had an amazing year with the, the wins, and he had a lot of several close run-ins as well. And um, yeah, I saw he posted the Masters invitation uh, on social media. When you get your first one, it's always fun and. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think for him, importantly, he, he needs to get over there early before that, that week and have a really good look at the golf course because with his length and the way he plays, his style of play, I think he could do really well around there. And, and it'd be great to see him contending in majors this year as well. He's, he's a, certainly a star at the moment. Mick O'Hearn, always great to catch up with you. Uh, we look forward to the year of golf. Hopefully we can catch up with you as it progresses, for, particularly around about... Uh, April, I'd love to hear what's uh, going on around uh, Adelaide at that time uh, firsthand. Uh, Nick, always uh, fantastic. It's a privilege to talk to you every time. Thank you very much. Uh, no problems, Smithy. All right. Look forward to next time. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Nick O'Hearn uh, there, of course, uh, fantastic uh, Australian golfer in his own right these days, uh, working more in the media, casting his eye over all the tours uh, around the world.